This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Afternoon, guys. Uh, we'll start with the broadcast section that's for no embargo, followed by an embargo section for 10:30 p.m. tonight. Phone on silent and no tweeting during the broadcast section, please. James. Hi, Ange. Yesterday we saw the landmark court ruling. The club confirmed they're committed to UEFA competitions. But what did you make of the the revamp proposals? And can you see this European Super League ever happening? Mate, I, no time to have a look at that. No idea. And um, yeah, the club sort of out a statement and, and you know we've got to be wary that you know I'm not uh, I'm not the club spokesman on these matters and um, but fair to say you know the club's put out a statement on our position as a football club and um, yeah that's where we sit. From a team news perspective are you able to welcome back any players tomorrow Giovanni? Uh, yeah yeah Gio's back he's he's he's, he's fine uh, from last week there's no one apart from the suspended boys who uh, will obviously miss out tomorrow Everyone else is okay, and uh, and Gio, yeah, he trained the last couple of days, so he's available, um, and that's kind of the only sort of change. Uh, Ashley Phillips is also available. And you're without Udogi and Basuma due to suspension. Have you felt the need to address discipline with the squad with the number of yellow and red cards you picked up this season? No, not really. I mean, you know, it's um, obviously something that's uh, not great for us because it's costing us during games, it's costing us post-games, but... Yeah, the players are well aware of kind of the impact that those kind of things have, and I'm sure they'll they'll learn from those experiences. I think you know, my experience in football is that uh, yeah, the best remedy for that kind of um, you know those kind of things is uh, you know players missing out if they feel like they're missing out on something. I think it, it brings them back into line pretty quickly. So um, you know, hopefully uh, we keep winning, and the guys who miss out uh, you know learn their lesson that way. Hi, Ange. Um, just going back to team news, you mentioned a couple of months ago, of course, that Mickey and, and James are set to be back in January. Do you think it could be the early part of January that we could see them back in training, or do you feel it might be later on in the month? Uh, hard to say. I mean, they're, they're, they're both in rehab. They're, neither of them are anywhere near sort of training with the first team at the moment. So, um, you know, if, if you look at timelines, Mickey and, 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 and Matters did it pretty much in the same game. Um, Mickey might be just ahead of schedule 
in terms of with with matters, but you know both kind of January uh, bent and call fairly similar. So um, yeah, you, you kind of you don't like uh, it's it's not about sort of trying to not give out information. It's just that these things kind of either accelerate or get delayed when you get into that final phase. And uh, until I see them out with us, then you know it's hard for me to say. And in terms of your opponents tomorrow, Everton, um, since having that ten points deduction. They've lost once and, and they've won the last four, haven't conceded a goal in those four matches as well. How um, impressed have you been with the way that Sean Dyche has seemingly galvanised that side? Yeah, no, it's... Look, and, and I think even before that, they were, you know... I said if you if you take away a 10-point deduction, you know, they'd be in a fairly good position in, in the Premier League. So they've been one of the more consistent, consistent sides all year. I think Sean's done an outstanding job. But when you do get hit with something like that, it's... It's often the measure of you know the, the the playing group and the manager how they respond to adversity, and you've got to say they've their response has been first class. Obviously, you know the club and the fans were disappointed with with the outcome, but you know he hasn't, and the players certainly haven't used it as an excuse for anything. And um, look, they're a good side; they're they're a really hard working team. You you've got to compete against them, and um, <coughs> you know we're expecting a tough game tomorrow. Thanks, Ange. Jordan, please. Hi, Ange. Merry Christmas. Um, Super League, I know you've just spoken about it, but can I just ask you whether you think from your experiences managing around the world and now managing in the Premier League, whether anything like a European Super League can get off the ground if Premier League clubs are not signed up to it? And kind of off the back of that, really, do you think the Premier League clubs would ever be interested in signing up to that? Well, I, I, I haven't given it that much thought. I think... Um, you know, the, the response that it got the first time around is a pretty good indicator of where it sits within the football fraternity in general. Um, that's always a pretty decent barometer. You know, I always think that with these decisions or with these concepts, they're usually done in a room with people who sometimes are, are detached from what this game's all about. It won't surprise anyone that, that, that I'm fairly conservative with these things. I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I, I don't like the game changing too much. I don't like rules changing too much, but... Um, I guarantee you I won't be in that room when those kind of concepts are put together. So, um, But like I said, I think you know, you've know got a fairly good barometer of you know, what what the most important people, the fans, felt about it, and football people in general. So we'll see what the outcome is. You've had your blip, or seemingly had your, your blip, and you're still very much in there pitching. How pleased are you that you, you came through that sticky spell and yet you're still very much... <coughs> in the conversation for top four or even better? Yeah, no, look, we've, we've you know, we've, we've had to deal with our own adversity and we're still dealing with it. Uh, <coughs> fair to say, you know, we're still nowhere near as sort of optimum levels in terms of squad and, and, and you know, our sort of team and where we want to be. But I, I think, you know, obviously we, we had some results that weren't great and it wasn't a great run. But even through that, <coughs> for the most part, our performances were still strong and the attitude of the players was still... You know, you know, really determined to to not let this derail our season. And um, like you said, we're, we're still in a decent position in the league. And um, but we are we're still going through some tough times, and we and we will. You know, it's well documented. We'll lose some more players in January. Um, you know, pretty much right from the start. So, um, but you know, through this time, as I said before about Everton, it's how you deal with these things, and and we're just going to keep on doing what we've been doing, and and you know, keep on you know make producing performances that get us results. Finally, with the, the caveat that no manager likes to talk about players who are in other teams, 
Spurs linked with Conor Gallagher this week. Linked with a lot of players. Just in, in general, January's transfer window is just around the corner now. How busy a month do you expect it to be for yourself and for the club? Yeah, don't really know. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like I said, January's a fairly tricky month in terms of um, you know clubs doing business. But you know, we we'll, we're we're doing sort of our background work now and. Um, yeah, once the window opens, we'll see whether we can make an impact in it or not. Hi, Ange. Uh, just in terms of the injured <coughs> players, Ryan Sessignon, how far away is he from a return to training? Yeah, Sess still, uh, you know, probably you know, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe more away. Um, again, obviously with him, it's a little bit different. He, you know, we've got to be really careful about when we reintegrate him. But again, you know, he's doing his work. Um, you know, he's out on the grass with, with the sports science guys, so we'll just wait and see. Yeah, uh, Dan Kulisewski's been an influential figure in recent weeks. Have Spurs seen the very best of him so far? Just, I mean, just how good can he become? Yeah, I hope not. No, I think there's more to come with uh, with Decky. You know, still still fairly young age-wise as well. But um, you know, I, I've been really pleased with him because he's you know he's played a number of positions for us and he's had to. And you know, one of the reasons we we're kind of getting through this period is guys have been willing to to sort of take on different roles, whether it's him or, you know, Ben Davis or Emerson Royale or, or you know, guys who have had to play different positions for us at different times. And um, But I think, <coughs> irrespective of the position, Decky's been a real sort of impact player for us the whole season, you know, whether that's out wide. Um, really like him playing inside. It gives us another dimension in terms of our attacking threats. And, and he's such a hard worker that wherever you put him, you know you're going to get some output. Um, Irrespective of the position, and but there is there's more to come, and, and he's a willing participant in that. He really works hard at his game. We've we've asked him to be more of a goal threat this year, and he's definitely doing that. He's getting to those positions more, and um, that shows me that you know he, he still wants to improve, and I'm sure he will. Yeah, thanks, Ange. Thanks, and back to George to finish this section, please. Hi, <coughs> Ange. Um, just going back to Basuma, it'd be eight matches he would have missed overall through the suspension. Do you kind of have a fine line between letting him know that that's not good enough, but at the same time not sort of stifling that kind of freedom that I guess he needs to play with? As I said before, I think, yeah, you look at Biss. So I mean, the first one was just, you know, the first game was just a silly one, you know, where he's you know, got a second yellow card for something silly. And, and last week, you know, people can say what they want. He, he's, he's just missed time to tackle. It's not like he's gone in to hurt anyone. And, um, you know, these things will happen and, and in today's game you're not going to get away with it even if the referee doesn't see it VAR will pick it up and he's paid the price for it and as I said before it's for me these things you know you can talk to players players are well aware that you know um, when when they get red cards that, that you know they, the, you know the team suffers without them whether that's in in game or games subsequent but like I said I've always felt the best remedy is you know if the guys feel they're missing out um, you know then you know, they, that kind of helps them in that process of, um, you know, sort of not letting it affect their game, but also understanding the impact that it can have. And um, look, at the moment, we're not in that place because guys who are missing out are coming straight back in because we just don't have the squad. But, you know, we get a strong enough squad and, you know, guys miss out and the team keeps winning. And if they miss big games, you know, all those kind of things are the best remedy. Um, but I always... 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Always, I always kind of understand that you know, they're all human beings and they're going to make mistakes. And, um, you know, like all of us, um, we give them the opportunity to learn from those mistakes. In terms of replacing for some of you, Pierre, at the sort of as a number six a few times this season, um, Oliver Skip, do you view him as someone that can play as a six, or in your mind, is he more someone that's got the sort of attributes to be an eight? No, I think Skippy can play at six for sure. Um, you know, I think um, obviously we've had Pierre there and and Ed Biss and, and even you know Benton Core when it comes back, so there's a fair bit of you know sort of flexibility in who we use there and. Yeah, you know, Skippy's had an important role for us, and most of the time he's been coming on in games where, you know, we, we really need some, you know, some energy further up the park, and that's what he's the role he's fulfilled. But no, he can play at six, and, and he probably will play there. Um, we've got three games this week, so he probably will get an opportunity at some point in that position. Uh, and with Biss being away, you know, pretty much till the end of January, I'm sure we'll, we'll use him in that space. And just finally, um, you've said before about how it's important. <coughs> regardless of the highs or lows, that you keep sort of level. How hard has it been to kind of keep level when it feels like every week there's another kind of problem, I guess, to deal with? Yeah, look, I, you know, you, 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 I think it's important, like I said, that from my perspective, um, you know, you don't, you don't sort of deal in the, the extremes because it is an emotional game and there's enough people who get emotional about these things that doesn't need me to add to that. And my job in that the whole thing is to ultimately is to find solutions rather than sort of focus uh, too much on on the fallout from, from any issues we may have because I guarantee you that, you know, once we get all the players back, there'll be something else that'll be an issue and we just got to, like I said, it's important for the players and the staff that they know that through that process, um, my role is to try and sort of charter a way forward rather than sort of, you know, focus on, like I said, the fallout from, from any challenges we may have. Thanks, George. Okay, we'll end the broadcast section there. <coughs> Excuse me, and move on to the embargoed section for 10.30 p.m. tonight. <coughs> Kieran? Um, you know, I know you're testing my memory, mate. Was, was I Yokohama or Celtic? God, no. Uh, was it, I was still young. Oh, well, there you go. Mate, I can't remember where I was. Um, fair reflection of where I'm at. Um, look, I, I, like I said, I think the biggest thing, and, and and maybe it surprised some people, didn't surprise me, was I often think, like I said, these decisions are made in a room with some people who are fairly detached from what the real football world's about and then they think it's a great idea and then they walk outside that room and, you know, they, they're faced with the reality. And I think, um, 
the one thing that whole period showed us was, I think, because we were just coming out of COVID, I think, at the time as well, was that without the fans, you're struggling. You're struggling for anything because it was still being shown on TV, but no one can tell me it was the same product. You know, we were trying to artificially create atmospheres so they felt like a real football game. So when people, you know, it's kind of a throwaway term that without the fans, football is nothing. It, it, it does ring true in many respects. And uh, I think before, you know, well, you'd like to think that before they make any of these kind of decisions or ideas come up again, they get a better, you know, a better sort of feeling for what, you know, the people who are most important to the game feel. Like, and not, not, not just the supporters, but even the players, you know. I mean, I'm, that's my biggest concern at the moment is just the, the saturation of product we have. It's going to deteriorate because we're putting so many demands on players. Ultimately, performances will suffer. Ultimately, you'll get more players missing out, you know, because of injury or, or fatigue or, you know, we keep coming up with competitions that we think are going to be great for the most part money spinners, which I understand because that's kind of what grows the game, but you know, if the punters don't like what they see and they don't turn up, it ain't going to work. Well, it's not always going to win, is it? Because we know that. You know, that's not how it works. Um, and sometimes it does need to move on. The game needs to move on to, to keep up with pace, um, but I think, you know, the you should test the temperature of the room before you make those kind of decisions. And I don't think they often, you know, often that, that is taken into account. It's, I think any idea that just comes down to numbers is in, in, in sort of in, a, in, in our game where there is so much investment and, and emotional attachment is always going to struggle to get up. Yeah, I, I don't know if proud, but, you know, I, I, I love the fact that um, proud of the people, mate. It's, it's good, you know. It's, it's good that people still have a voice, you know. It's what life's all about. So um, I thought it was, uh, it was great. Um, no, I don't think I'm as fatalistic as that. I think, because ultimately, if, it, if it's destroyed and broken, like I said, no one turns up, they're going to, you know, people are going to find something else to do, you know. So, no, look, like I said, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not an expert on the subject and I, I, I understand that sort of, you know, progress um, is inevitable one way or another as as the game grows and interest grows. Um, but like I said, I think you've got to take all factors into account and not be dismissive of something that doesn't come down to just numbers. Nothing surprises me, mate. No. Not in this world.
I think everyone thinks their own burden is greater than anyone else's, you know. So we all, but, you know, that's why I'm really respectful of every manager because even the ones who you think, you know, have had things their own way, I'm sure they've got their own challenges. It's just, it's, it's, it's once you accept that and embrace that, you understand that that's part of your role, that irrespective of which football club you're at and what situation you're in, there are always going to be challenges. And some are seen, some are unseen. Some people don't know about them. Um, and if you, if, if you clutch at those for a reason not to be successful, they'll always be there. But, you know, what I think what you need to do, what I've always tried to do, I think what the, you know, the, the strong leaders do is that they don't use them as a clutch. And, you know, I'm not going to do that here. We've, like I said, we've, we've had some adversity already this year. We had adversity before the season started. And uh, in my mind, that shouldn't stop us from making the progress we need to make. Um, no, I mean, not surprise, not surprise, but, you know, like I said, they've got a manager who, who's always up for a fight. He doesn't take easy jobs on, you know, that's, that's for sure. Um, and he's, he's pretty good at, at, you know, galvanizing a group and not using excuses and, um, and they've got some good players, you know, they've got some very good footballers. As you said, they <coughs> they haven't had too many injuries. Um, they've got a couple now, but for the most part, they've, they've been pretty consistent and, um, you know, that's why they're, they're in the position they are. Yeah, look, didn't have a massive discussion with him. Um, yeah, you know, Chris, you know, sort of decided that, you know, this is where he wants to be. And, um, yeah, great for us. He, like I said, he's been a real key contributor to what we're doing. And, uh, you know, he's part of a, what I think is a really exciting coaching group because they're all sort of young guys who are really determined to, to kind of make an impact. And great for me. And, um, yeah, but with all these things, you... you like I said before, you want the best people, and if you've got the best people, they're always going to attract attention from others, and um, it's always better if they come to the decision themselves to to stay with us than we, and us sort of force the issue. And, um, you know, Chris, Chris kind of decided this is the place for him, and, um, yeah, delighted to have him on board. Okay, we'll finish at the back of the room. I've tried to, but he doesn't want to talk about it, mate. Um, no, it was a great day. Great day for uh, for me personally, I guess, because I'm coaching my country. It's the first major trophy we've won in, in kind of the men's game. And, um, you know, it's significant. You know, it's like it's equivalent, I guess, of winning the Euro. So, um, yeah, special day, special game. There was a bit of drama in it. Uh, Sonny scored, so, um, you know, that added a little bit of a, a twist. And, um, yeah, I mean, really fond memories of it. Okay, thank you very thank much. You. Thanks. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.